0: And welcome to The Ordinary Knitter, the knitting podcast that's mostly about the projects. Find it on iTunes and now Acast through your podcast app or subscribe via the feed link on the website. My name is Heather. You can find me on Instagram at The Ordinary Knitter, on Twitter as at The Ord Knitter and on Ravelry at Ordinary Knitting. So, hands up, who thought I had pod fade? (laughs) I've had a golden rule from the beginning, not to pod if I didn't have much to say. I wasn't going to come on and blether just for the hell of getting out a weekly pod. And for the last three months or so, knitting has just taken a back seat. I've carried on knitting, but it hasn't been my priority. Uh, Projects have taken me a while to get through, and to be honest, they haven't been anything very special. But things have picked up recently, although for good reasons and bad, plus I had a huge yarn delivery this morning for me, Uh, so I'm feeling excited about knitting again and keen to share with you what's going on. Last time I was here, in the heat of that amazing summer in August, I was talking about the scrap socks that I was making for my husband and realising that I'd basically done most of the foot um, before realising I was using needles that were a bit big. I was using three and a half millimetre instead of... or. 3.25 instead of 2.75 but I finished them and they're fine to be honest a little bit roomy yes but to be honest he and I we spend most of our time in our workshops we run a business from home or pottering about at home so really if you're socks are a wee bit roomy it's not a big deal. Um, I might make him a second pair with the rest of the scraps because I really do have quite a four ply scrap mountain but I won't be doing it just yet but I reckon I've got enough to make another pair certainly if I use the right size of needle. Several of the pairs that he's been wearing for the last three to four years are are now developing holes on the heel and the sole, some of them. And while they can just about be rescued when I finally get round to it, I clearly need to make some more. When I see, when I'm doing the laundry and I see that they're getting a bit thin on the heel or the sole i take them out of circulation so he can't make them worse but i have a terrible habit of putting them on the side and just leaving them there so he's got several at least three pairs where he's only got one of the socks um so i really do need to get on with that Uh, i think i mentioned also last time that I had bought some chunky yarn in the hues of Glasgow Warriors black and light blue, uh, deliberately, and with this I winged a cowl. That is to say, I had a plan to basically knit uh, a long stretch of stocking stitch and then seam it. Normally, if I make a cowl, I do it in the round, but on this occasion, I can't. I think it's because the only needles I had that were thick enough, something like 10mm, for this it must be a super chunky, uh, were straight needles, so I thought, fine... I'll knit a long piece and I will seam it and I was quite happy for it to have the stocking stitch roll top and bottom because I quite like that but basically i've knitted this the thing but i just haven't finished it yet i haven't bound off and i haven't seamed and there's nothing nothing to it to do that but i think i'm a bit concerned that it's going to be a bit of a funny shape because i just winged it rather than following a pattern i mean honestly if i ended up pulling it out it's no big deal i mean you've got 10mm needles and a super chunky yarn and you just sit there and knit and it's absolute one brain cell job I think also, apart from a few days a couple of weeks ago, hasn't really been that cold for a British November, it's a bit dirty tonight, it's wet it's grim, but it's not really been bad, so uh, I think if it was colder I'd be more motivated but still, it's one of those projects that at the moment it doesn't bother me that it's just sitting in a basket or a bag I've got about four bags and baskets on the go just now stuffed with various things Um, Um, But there'll come a point where I just get irritated with seeing it hanging around and I'll be motivated to um, just finish it off, which will not take any time at all. I've also made more socks. My daughter asked for some more of the ribbed socks. Uh, I made her three pairs two years ago. I was going to say last year, and I thought, oh, I'll just go and check. Two years, blimey. And of those three pairs, they were all slightly different. One pair has been much the comfiest, and she asked for more of the same. When she's at home, she just likes to rug up, basically. <laughs> so I did as I was bid, and I used up colours that she chose from my stash of King Cole Recycled Cotton arrow over the last couple of years i've used a lot of this i find it brilliant for baby knitting although it's thicker thickish being aaron you can uh, machine wash it you can tumble dry it they're nice colors so it's been my preferred yarn for uh, one or two items i've made of baby clothing for friends and relatives who've had babies also the baby sleep pods so um I had quite a lot left one way and another. So she chose the colours that she wanted and she chose... Because I I didn't have enough of anyone to do a pair of socks. But because I knit mine two at a time, uh, knitting from both ends of the same skein of yarn, it means that the socks can be exactly the same... um, sort of thickness of different colour sections as you go up so she chose the colours and she chose the order that you wanted them so I finished them and the reason they're not on my project page on Ravelry yet is because she decided that using the colour that I'd used last and I only ended up using about well it was something like the last couple of rows of the cuff and then the bind off row so it's hardly anything but she decided that she wanted to knit a crochet sort of like a lacy crochet edge or something to go around the top. But now that's the last I've seen of them handing over socks plus yarn. So uh, I'm sure she'll get around to it eventually. I think Crochet's taking a back seat to A-level work, which is quite dominant. She's also working on a Slytherin scarf, uh, green and grey, using a couple of shades of... Oh, now, a, a Yarold Yarold Heritage shades, I think they are. And the grey was quite hard to track down. They didn't have it in our local yarn shop, Stitches in Lempster. And then we went in again just... For no good reason three or four weeks ago and she suddenly found it it may be it's a, it's a winter color and it's one that they only get in at this time of year so she's anyway she's got more than enough crochet and more than enough a-level work to keep her busy so when i had finished these little projects i allowed myself to dream about making a nordic style cardigan for me the sort with a patterned yoke yeah classic nordic style I had in mind to use the same grey yarn that I had used for ivy, the wrap top I made two years ago and which at one point I had tons of. I was putting a lot of this up for sale and I did sell some of it because I suddenly wasn't getting on very well with acrylic. I know there are lots of reasons not to use acrylic and it, it, I wouldn't use it out of choice anymore but at one point I was buying a lot um, but um, I was suddenly got allergic to it last year or earlier this year but that's not been nearly such an issue lately so I was prepared to use up the grey I had to make this and buy a skein of some other colour, DK, probably white for the yoke pattern I preferred a cardigan to the more traditional jumper because I really don't suit round neck jumpers but with a cardigan even though the cardigan is round necked it's much less pronounced and much of the time I wouldn't do it up and even if I did I would probably just do up a couple of buttons under the bust so the round neck would not be a big deal under a shirt with a collar. So I spent a long time sifting through patterns on Ravelry, as you do, and eventually settled on a drops design called Silver Stag. The main body of the cardigan is grey and it has a white stag pattern and I'm an absolute sucker for a deer motif in the winter time. Looking at this jumper, object cardigan, objectively, in many ways, it's the sort of thing I wouldn't ordinarily be seen dead in. But it would have filled that role of sort of a Christmas jumper, you know. Wearing it, I mean, I'm not one of these people who gets invited to endless Christmas parties. I'm not sure I'd be wearing a, an acrylic cardigan if I was. But um, just the things that you do around Christmas time, I think it would have felt uh, entirely appropriate. So I decided on this pattern and I looked up the yardage required for uh, one of the chest measurements given on this was 42 inches which would have been perfect for me and looking at the yardage I found out I was coming just short on the grey yarn. Now. What makes this particularly galling is that I gave away a four-pack of that Grey DK to school as a Tombola present. I saw the person winning it. It was quite funny. I just happened to be there. And this poor man, I mean, he was a young dad, and the woman behind the, the the. hill the the you know it's a a school bazaar in the summer so it's a school table that's been dragged out onto the grass she handed it over to him and he just looked at it as if he hadn't got the remotest what to do with it and i thought oh well you know i hope you know someone i hope you've got a relative who likes knitting and you can pass it on um so and although I'm very happy to contribute to these things, I really wish I'd donated something else, because if I still had those four skeins, I'd comfortably have enough to make myself this cardigan. Uh, I don't know if that yarn is still available, but to be honest, even if it was, I wouldn't buy any more of it because it is very cheap and cheerful and you know in the fullness of time I've learned to avoid that certainly as I've seen acrylic being worn and washed and worn and washed particularly with some of the things I've made for my son but at one time that was a great buy for me just now something I'm you know just looking to to use up rather than uh, replace so it, realizing i couldn't make it in the gray i looked at making it in black instead because i have exactly the same yarn in black but i have an extra two skeins of it and i think that should make the difference um i printed out the pattern and at the next knit and natter I knitted a squatch a, a swatch if you've listened to this pod for a while you will have heard of several disasters I've had centered on not swatching in other words if I'd swatched everything would have turned out a lot better I have learned and I have learned the hard way so now I always swatch for a large project however tedious I find it and I do find it tedious but I find it more soul destroying when I knit something that doesn't fit So generally, my experience has been that I have to go down half a millimetre on a needle to get the right size. More often than not, that's been the case. So this swatch I knitted uh, with a needle half a size smaller than stipulated, and was very surprised to find out it came out too small, suggesting that for once, the needle size given in the pattern is actually going to work out for me. So that's as far as I had got with this project. I'd swatched, seen it was too small, being me because I'm, cheap i uh unraveled the swatch and rolled it you know carried it back onto the uh back onto the skein ready to use um when my son reminded me that i'd agreed to make him a hat right so i said Well, what sort of hat no actually it was socks oh it was socks was it right okay so two years ago i made him some socks based on my usual sock pattern over the years i've just got a toe I like doing and a heel I like doing and just a general approach to socks which is not now based on any pattern. If I wanted to incorporate a decorative pattern, especially one that was had a very critical stitch count such as a lace or a cable pattern, um, then I would cheerfully follow a pattern. Although probably what I would do is take that element and continue to knit socks the way I prefer to knit them. I prefer to knit toe up. So Uh, and also magic loop usually so I would just take the decorative elements and work it in but anyway um i made him these socks a couple of years ago uh, that were had a nod to sarah stevens garden clog socks they were a little too big at the time and cuz i made them a couple of years ago he's kind of it's the avocado syndrome he he missed the window when they fitted nicely and now they're a little bit too small but you know when i made them he was nearly 8 now he's nearly 10 he's grown a lot so it's fair enough he he can wear them but he just decided to make a fuss about it so I made him another pair and to do that I used some kind of beige, very exciting, beige Aran that he himself had bought in the summer holidays and he was very happy that it was being used for something. So I used my usual sock formula and I christened them Lego as almost all the time I was knitting them he was playing with Lego on the sitting room floor and I finished them one morning. I I just needed to check, he was happy with the length of the cuff which he was so uh, relatively early one morning I bound off and he took them straight from me, wasn't interested in the blocking. He's his mother's son, he put them straight on and carried on with Lego. So they were very appropriately named. Um, small socks in a thick yarn, knit up in absolutely no time. So they were, uh, I think they were off the needles in a week. So, right, I'd got that ticked off, and I was ready to try the new swatch for Silver Stags when my daughter asked if I would make her some mitts. <sighs> okay. <laughs> she had found in the Mufflements bag the little hound dales wrist warmers i made a couple of years ago when i first made them i did actually wear them a bit but for whatever reason this sort of last 12 months i've just not really bothered with them she she found them because she was rummaging for something she liked them she found them cozy when she was sat for a while studying she gets quite cold our house isn't bad these days it used to be colder it's not been so bad recently but um, she still gets quite chilly so she puts these on and as she's writing and so on it just she just finds them cozy uh, but she asked if I could make her something with, that was shorter in the arm, because the little Houndale's wrist warmers are quite long. I deliberately made them quite long, because I have a number of cardigans with a three-quarter sleeve, which generally suits me, because you're using rubber gloves, you're doing this, you're doing that during the day, you know, your, your cuffs would get scruffy and very dirty if they were right down on your hands all the time. Or I find when we're just a mucky pup. Um, so three-quarter sleeves suit me very well and having the wrist warmers making up the gap was just that just worked out for me but she wanted something shorter and she wanted it in black so i have basically made her exactly that with some of that precious black yarn that i've been saving for silver stags but at the moment they're just two knitted rectangles because i haven't yet pinned her down to sort out exactly where uh, the the way you make these is you knit a flat well you there is um, a facility in the pattern to knit them in the round but for whatever reason I didn't notice that until I found myself thinking I don't know why you don't just knit these in the round and then I looked more closely at the pattern I think it was it had gone on to the next page when I'd printed it out or something and I'd never bothered to look anyway with the rectangles you seam up the selvages and you just don't seam where you want the thumb to come out so all I need to do is just put them on her and put locking stitch markers either side of where I'm going to leave a gap for the thumb and then when I do that it will be uh, the work of minutes to just get that done and weave in the ends so at some point I'm going to have a very constructive day where I finish the cowl, I finish the mitts And I darn all these socks (laughs) that are hanging around waiting for some attention. So having made those, I haven't recalculated um, whether or not I have enough yarn left for silver stags, as in the meantime, things have taken another turn. A friend of mine is about to lose her hair for the usual reason. So as my now habitual response to every event is to knit something appropriate, I decided to make her a few hats. I wanted to use a variety of fibres, a variety of styles and a variety of colours to suit how she might be feeling from one day to the next, bearing in mind her colour probably won't be so good much of the time. But I wanted to avoid any bloopers, dreadful fibres that people have found terribly uncomfortable or itchy or styles that have uncomfortable pressure or anything like that. So I asked on Twitter and a huge thank you to everyone who retweeted my request, who sent me links and who contributed suggestions. Um, I looked at everything. In the end, I've gone with four styles. The first is Sarah K. Hartman's Lacey Beret. One reason I went for that is that it's to be knit in a worsted weight and I have a good deal of a lilac mile five ply. So although a doubled up five ply numerically equals ten but isn't actually a direct alternative to worsted, I find a doubled up five ply is slightly stiffer than a worsted, I decided to try it out because I had it. I didn't have to wait for anything to arrive. I had it there and then I could get on with it so far it's turning out beautifully I cast on on Wednesday evening during my son's karate lesson uh, it's now Friday late afternoon and I can see me having it finished tonight if my hand holds out it's a simple but effective lace pattern it reminds me a little bit I, I'm in my late 40s now and when I was at school in the 70s at, at primary school girls would often wear these knee length white socks and they had this sort of little pairs of. it was a, it was a lace pattern that sort of had little pairs of holes going up in lines about an inch apart or so and it's similar to that so it's not difficult to do but it has a nice effect and I would say that this is a lace pattern that is suitable for a beginner that is used to knitting in the round I wouldn't knit in, knit a hat in the round for the first time and do lace at the same time but if you're used to knitting hats in the round but you're just looking to incorporate something a bit more then I think this would be a a good move it incorporates yarn overs as so many lace patterns do and I did have to go away and look that up because uh, I tend to do them in reverse because I have uh, you from I've bound off so many miles of sock cuff in the reverse yarn over put to such clever use in Jenny's surprisingly stretchy bind off and that's a reverse yarn over but, but that's become my habit now to do it like that and I'm glad I did check because I would have been hopping mad with myself if I'd screwed that up and not realised for a few rows, especially as I achieved the impossible and joined to knit in the round straight away without twisting in my you habit um, when you have to join to knit in the round is to do a couple of knit rows first but when you're doing a ribbed cuff for a hat that would have been a bit odd so I had no choice but I was careful and I'm pleased to say that um, it worked out from the off. The other patterns I have decided on all required a yarn purchase! Oh what a shame! I have uh, recently had a flurry of art class bookings recently I've. In, i may have mentioned i've modeled for art classes for 25 years now and that's been a very useful little learner so although my children both continue to be horrendously expensive and both have trips to France next year and one of them needed their passport renewed on top i decided i could justify the expense of a yarn splurge so i went online to wool warehouse for my needs as i so often do i have chosen three more patterns to do, so I wanted to do a variety of hats. They are Schneckenstrix, these are, that's a Ravelry username, Schneckenstrix striped cashmere beanie, which just looks beautiful, Drops Horizon Highlights and Debonair's Alex Beret, that last of which is actually specifically designed as a chemo cap. The yarn I have bought for each of these respectively is sublime baby cashmere merino silk in twinkle, button and herb, which I just think are such fabulous names, drops baby alpaca sink sink, silk in light pink and heather. And three different shades for the Alex beret, so I can do three: cherry and natural in Rico Creative cotton, and Drops Cotton Light in khaki. And I today I put images of those on my Instagram. Um, the uh, the cash the merino i think well cashmere merino just looks particularly beautiful set of colors and it's made me because those colors are just so soft and beautiful together uh, i really want to get on with the striped cashmere beanie it feels lovely as well um so i'm i'm really really itching to get on with that but i obviously have to finish uh, the uh, lacy beret 1st Um I, uh, I've made a few hats in my time, as I was just talking about that other one earlier. But I haven't been gripped by hat fever in the same way as I have with sock fever. But I'm beginning to feel that that could change. I um, I made the Lisa Gentry's slip stitch beret with an extra pattern repeat in it in the summer i made it first time as it's given in the pattern but i didn't feel that it sort of flopped over enough to one side i wanted like a proper tam Uh, so i i did an extra pattern repeat the second time and i also i followed the decorative pattern more strictly in that I used two different colors with the first one I made I was using a, a, a quite a variegated blue and I thought that might be enough but the second time I used the same variegated blue and a cream yarn following when the pattern tells you to swap between a and b and it you really really get the faux fair isle effect doing that I think the blue that I used is particularly effective for that and together with the extra set of repeats, I really quite like that one. I've worn it a few times. I wore it uh, on Monday at bonfire night, and I can see myself wearing hats more this winter. That um, The slip stitch beret, my one criticism is that I think it's a little large round the cuff. I do sort of every now and again I have to sort of hitch it up because it's drooping over my eye, and I have a reasonably large head with lots of hair. So I think if I if I could work out how to reduce the rib in the cuff without unbalancing the whole pattern i'd be happy to make another of those i mean in theory you just take out however many you feel is appropriate you know four stitches eight stitches something like that in the cuff i think it's a two by two rib so that's easy to do and then when you switch up into the pattern you just increase for the relevant amount it sounds simple I just would be a little concerned it might unbalance the whole thing but you know I'd be prepared to give it a go if I if I found myself wondering what to knit next which I think I can say hand on heart I haven't done in the six years since I picked up my needle seriously again so i think that's me for now it's lovely to be really engaged with my knitting again to my surprise having a quick check at my stats people are still continuing to listen to old episodes while i've been quiet so i hope you're pleased to see a new episode uh enjoy your knitting now that we're really back in the season and i hope and expect to be back soon reporting on hat progress if hats aren't your thing well maybe see you in the new year (laughs) bye